Welcome to Put a Word on It, a podcast presented by Men of Valor. In each episode, we're going to talk with a different man, but each one with a unique journey from brokenness to freedom. I'm your host, Rudy Kalis. I spent over 40 years as a TV sportscaster, then retired and joined the Men of Valor program as a volunteer. So join the conversation, reconciling men to God, their families, and society. Welcome to another edition of Put a Word on It, brought to you by Core Civic. They have supported us greatly. We sure do thank them here at Men of Valor. I want you to meet Al Jackson. Al Jackson is one of the best mentors that we have. They're all great, but everyone has a unique story from their own lives. His comes with a different twist. Sometimes we don't think that a devil works in his world, but this man knows for real that that can be a powerful thing that you've got to battle, but with the grace of God, you can. Here's Al Jackson. So what made you want to be a mentor? Well, I was... uh... I'm a member over at Lighthouse uh, Christian and the pastor over there, John Yancey. Um, I, I noticed that a lot of uh, fellows were coming on, on Sunday mornings and he let me know that they were working with men of valor and, uh, you know, coming out of uh, addiction myself and, and um, being in, in, um, in, in similar programs as men of valor. I, I just wanted to, to play a part in, in helping somebody come out of that uh, kind of condition and, and find a better way of life. So many men that have come out of incarceration and addiction was a part of their lives. Why is that? Well, for, for me, coming from a, a single-parent home, you know, not having that father image to uh, when you look for that wisdom and instructions and, and whatnot and how to live, a lot of the things that life had to offer, I had to go out and find out for, for myself. And uh, mom did the best she could. She was a, she was a great mom. But raising a boy she we had three sisters at the time raising a boy was a little bit different you know and uh so i, I struck out on, on my own trying to find my way at, at, at an early age so I, I get to new orleans and and get introduced to a whole uh new way of life and and, and things that that are done i was interested in the other and the other and, and the other people there uh get interested in girls and whatnot and in the city they were a little bit different from the country girls. They they were they learned fast to be you know out and about and doing things. So I had to join the crowd if I wanted to be a part. Uh, drinking becomes a, a a crutch, so to speak. Did did you have to ease into that thought? Because people say, "Well, drinking is legal. You know, there's no big problem with that. I'm not doing the heavy heavy drugs or any of that sort of stuff." Mm-hmm. It kind of sneaks up on you, I would think. It it, it does. Uh, I knew a lot of uh, a lot of drinking and and. The men in the family were were pretty good drinkers at the time. It's something I promised myself that I would never do, and that in itself made me a little bit un- uncomfortable because I had promised myself that I would never drink, I would never do drugs, I would never do it, I would never shack up, I would knew, I never do all of those things that were quite popular at the time. This was the early seventies, you know, when pretty much anything goes, and uh, ended up, you know doing all of those things and uh, kind of lost myself. I was, I was brought up uh, in a Christian home. Uh, I was taught very early, especially by my, my grandmother about Christ and, and uh, uh, how to live, love everybody, treat everybody right. Uh, always listened to, to the things that the Lord has to say. And uh, you move away from those kind of things 
and you get lost. There's a well-known culture in New Orleans. You get a little bit of the voodoo stuff and things of that nature. Uh, do you ever get involved with that, or how did that world affect you to some degree? It's so blended that it's even in the church there. I, I was attending a, a church at, at, at that time, and the one of the ministers, not only was he uh, considered to be a Christian minister, but he was also a, a, a voodoo priest. And he did the he did the portions he did uh, he he did uh, he did all kinds of things that was uh, not Christ like so, so to speak, but in that life is is really real. Uh, I, I think I believe this that it's it's the it's the spirit of God it's the grace of God that keep us from going too far to let you know that you can't go past this um, and and to some extent. This won't really have an effect on you like it does the average person because of the spirit that's in you. See, a lot of these things happened to me before I began to heavy drink. Oh, uh, I was, I, you know, I was introduced to the voodoo and oh. and those things before I began uh, drinking a lot. As a matter of fact, it, it was one of the things that kind of kind of pushed me that way because I found myself in in darkness. You know, and, and and very bewildered because, you know, the promises I've made to God and to myself that I would never do this. And I, I, I've done all those things. By the grace of God, I was I was able to, God kept me away from being trapped in that, in that sort of thing. I think it's so important to realize the Bible says we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and demonic powers. There, there is another world in this world. God is greater than it, but... But we somehow don't pay attention to it. Yeah. That just seems out in space, don't yeah. we? How has all of that, the knowledge of what you have gone through now, helped you as a mentor? What's your purpose with these men? When I, uh, after I got uh, uh, deep into my alcoholism and, and, and addiction, and I recovered at, as a place called uh, Light, I mean, uh, called uh, Bridge House in, in New Orleans. It was a, it was a, an old. Uh, um, uh, uh, funeral home. We were there to uh, uh, to recover. The last prayer, uh, uh, I was coming off of a three-day binge, so to speak, drinking and drugs for about three days, but I was at the end of my rope at this time. I've, I've heard it said that when a man comes to the end of himself, he will find God. And I was at the end of myself in September 11, 1989. Um, I'm at work. I had been working for the phone company for about 17 years, and I'm sitting against this building, this lady's house, and, and it's hot, and I'm tired, and I'm weary, and I cried out to God, uh, Lord, if, if I, I know that you did not create me to live this way. If I have to live this way any longer, I'd rather not live. Will you please help me? And I took my truck into the work center, and, and, and drove down to the halfway house. Uh, and there, uh, the Lord started to work and some things out for me that uh, it was just impossible for it to be anybody else. You know, the I can recall a time when I was a, a young man sitting in, in my mother's house, little shotgun house in, in Lake Providence, Louisiana. And I was in the middle room there and I'm, I'm sitting there and, and, and I'm weary, I'm crying, I don't have a father, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that. And, and, and I had my Bible in, in, in my hand, and the Lord spoke so very clearly to me. He says, 
I will always be with you. And that, uh, I remember that when I got to the halfway house. So uh, out of all the things I've done, out of all the, the alcohol and the drugs and the, and the whoremonging and the running around and all the stuff that I've done, the Lord did not leave me. He was faithful to his word and he uh, began to work out things for me at that halfway house. That's how I ended up here in, 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 uh, in Nashville. And the Lord just provided everything that, that I needed uh, step by step. I can see how God has used you to tell these men that keep the faith that God is a plan and God loves them. I, I've got a lot of friends that are still in, in their addictions. That's, that's what I was, that's, that was the thought on my mind. I said, oh, if they just knew, you know, that, that God can help them. And I began to pray for them, all of them. Lord, bring, bring them out. Help them see. You know, the, the average person who's never been addicted, don't know anything about that kind of thing, believe that uh, an, an addict is just being addicted because he wants to, that a drunk is just being a drunk because he wants to. And, and it's just not so. It, 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 there's, there's a point where he just can't help himself. And, and he needs some help. And, and, and for the praying people, he needs, he needs our prayers. And, and if we can help him, we, we should. And so I, I want to mentor them to let them know that it's, it's, a, it's a far better life with Christ. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, the, our name for our program is Put a Word on It. Have yeah. you thought about it? What kind of a word have you got for us? Well, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and uh, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. But with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So if you had to take one word out of that, could faithful be that word? God is faithful. He promised me when I was just a teenager that he would never leave me, that he would always be with me. He didn't say that if I lived good, if I did right. He just said, I'm going to be there. And he's true to his promises. Well, I can see how you're a, a great hope for these men. I'm so glad you're part of our mentorship. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, let me put a word on it. I love the fact that he said faithful, simple word, but that's exactly what God wants us to be and what he is to us. What did he say? I will never leave you or forsake you. And that's what Al is doing with these men here. He's just always there for them to understand, to be around. His own life is nothing but a testimony to the faithfulness of God above. And that's what he passes on to these men. It was a delight to spend time with him. Thanks for joining us. Joining us again, I hope you can next time on Put a Word on It. You've been listening to Put a Word on It. We would love for you to subscribe wherever you download fine podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. Put a Word on It is brought to you by Men of Valor. To learn more, go to movnashville.com.